Bob Dole wins Iowa, but GOP caucuses give big boost to Pat Buchanan and Lamar Alexander. White House says Felix Royton in trouble for number two Fed post after Martin Balsam dead at 76. Good Tuesday morning, Bill Lynch with the CBS World News Roundup. The winner in the Iowa caucuses was no surprise. We're going to make America a better place to live for our children and our grandchildren. That's what this race is all about. And when it's over, Bill Clinton will be out of work and I'll be in the White House. But Bob Dole won just 26% of the Republican turnout, nipping at his heels at 23% Pat Buchanan. This is a victory for a cause that is larger than all of us, my friends. And this morning he called on the fifth place finisher to quit. I would urge Phil Graham's conservatives to unite behind the one conservative who can win. Coming in third in Iowa was Lamar Alexander at 18%. Thank you, Iowa. On to New Hampshire. Let the future begin. Big spending outsider Steve Forbes finished fourth at 10%, just ahead of Graham and Alan Keyes. More on the Iowa caucuses now from correspondent Nick Young. Bob Dole has taken his first step on the road to claiming the Republican presidential nomination this summer in San Diego. Dole eked out a win over the surging conservative firebrand Pat Buchanan, telling a victory rally he would not forget Iowa. Bottom line is that a lot of people in this state have had Iowa on their minds lately, but we've had Iowa on our heart. And I promise, I said earlier today, I know how to get back to Iowa after the election, not just before the election. But correspondent Phil Jones says Buchanan's strong second-place showing is just one more dark cloud over Dole's prospects. The first, he says, was the sobering possibility that the much-admired General Colin Powell would enter the race. Then along comes the Forbes frenzy. And now, what do they face? Thunder and lightning from the religious right. So what do the Dole people feel in the end they have to do to capitalize on Iowa and build on it for next week? What Bob Dole has to do is try to attract that core of the Republican Party, that mainstream Republican out there, and convince the mainstream Republican that he or she is going to have to stand up and get out and vote. Buchanan's goals in Iowa were modest, but a stunning victory last week in the Louisiana caucuses infused his campaign here with new vitality. This is a victory for a new idea in the Republican Party and in national politics. A new spirited conservatism of the heart. And at the expense of Texas Senator Phil Graham. After the staggering wounds Buchanan inflicted in Louisiana, it's likely he administered the coup de grace here. Graham had only a fifth-place finish to show for his campaign when he appeared before supporters last night. I want to thank each and every one of you for your leadership. You did everything you could do, and I am proud of your effort. The mood was far different at the headquarters of Lamar Alexander. Remember your ABCs, Alexander! Alexander placed a solid third, portraying himself as a moderate Washington outsider not drawn into the mudslinging between Dole and Steve Forbes. The wealthy publishing heir spent lavishly on a television blitz aimed chiefly at Dole. But the bare-knuckle $4 million attack seemed to bruise more than a few voters, leaving Forbes a disappointing fourth. Still, he says he will push on with his gospel of the flat tax. That monstrosity that we are going to finally beat and slay the tax code in Washington. 
CBS News political consultant Joe Klein says the Forbes failure to break through may signal a repudiation of slash-and-burn advertising attacks. Those who live by the sword die by the sword. He lived by negative ads, and people finally, I think, uh, caught up with that. And uh, this seems to be, it's very early still, but it seems to be a strong vote against negativity. Given Forbes' stumble, political analyst Stuart Rothenberg says it's a three-and-a-half-person race. Lamar Alexander, by coming in a, a relatively strong third, takes away a lot of Forbes's change, outsider, non-politician message. Uh, and I think he's very much in the running with Buchanan, uh, who has emerged as the sole conservative, and Dole, of course, is the, the front runner. With New Hampshire just a week away. I'm Nick Young in Des Moines. Now with more of the World News Roundup, here's Bill Lynch. The White House says New York investment banker Felix Roatan is on the verge of withdrawing his name from consideration for the number two Federal Reserve post because of stiff Republican opposition. The administration plans to make one last-ditch effort to smooth the way for Roatan. It's five minutes past the hour. KNX 1070 News Radio. Your latest phone bill has important news about your phone number. And how to control who gets your number when you make a call. Starting June 1st, your phone number will be given out to anybody you call if they have a service known as Caller ID, even if your number is unlisted. Your phone number could be used for sales calls or to find your home address. But you can decide who gets your number with free Caller ID blocking. Just read the special notice inside your phone bill and mail back the response form. Or call Pacific Bell toll-free at one 800 298 5,000. That's 1-800-298-5000. Caller ID blocking. Your phone, your privacy, your choice. A message from Pacific Bell and the California Public Utilities Commission. Respond today to ensure blocking by June 1st. Veteran Hollywood actor Martin Balsam was found dead this morning in a Rome hotel. He was 76. The cause of death was not immediately clear. Balsam won an Oscar for A Thousand Clowns and appeared in scores of films, starting as a tough-talking dockhand in On the Waterfront. What are you, wise guy? If I was wise, I wouldn't be no longshoreman for 30 years. I'm poorer now than when I started. E.G. Marshall co-starred with Balsam in 12 Angry Men. Marty Balsam was a very fine person. Uh, I can't weep because I enjoyed his company so much. All right, you never know. Until they're gone. Martin Balsam, dead at 76. This year's Oscar nominations are out this morning. In the Best Picture category, the choices are Babe, Apollo 13, Braveheart, The Postman, and Sense and Sensibility. Notably absent, says film critic Gene Siskel, were darker films such as Leaving Las Vegas, Dead Men Walking, and Casino. Did the voters actually see the films? I think not. I think some of them said Two Downbeat, Hookers, Drunks, uh, that kind of thing. Dead Man Walking, Death Penalty. I don't want to go anywhere near it. Give me something lighter. Give me something more upbeat. Massimo Troisi, who died just 12 hours after filming the last scene of The Postman, was among those nominated for Best Actor. The Northwest flood cleanup has just begun and will take months and many millions of dollars. The waters are still rising in Idaho, where Governor Phil Batt has been out comforting flood victims. The tragedy of losing their personal belongings, being out of their homes. It's going to take a while before anybody heals up from this. Damage in Idaho alone estimated at $100 million. In Oregon, it's $400 million. President Clinton today signs an executive order barring federal contractors who knowingly hire illegal workers from getting new government contracts for one year. Mark Noller has more. The White House hopes the executive order will make Mr. Clinton look tough on the problem of illegal immigration. And it won't cost anything because immigration officials already have the funds to conduct sweeps of businesses in search of illegal hires. 
However, a senior White House official briefing reporters was unable to say how much of an impact the new policy might have. A recent sweep through five southern states turned up 4,000 illegal immigrants on the payrolls. Taken together, their salaries totaled $50 million a year. But only one of the companies caught in the sweep was doing business for Uncle Sam. Under the executive order, that company would become ineligible to get a federal contract for one year. Mark Noller, CBS News, at the White House. The wages, salaries, and benefits of American workers rose 2.9% last year. That's the smallest increase on record. It's eight minutes past the hour. You're hearing news on KNX 1070. Need new plumbing? Go to the base, home base, where this weekend we're celebrating the grand opening of our remodeled stores in Oxnard, Laguna Niguel, Simi Valley, and L.A. on Slauson. Register to win a home base shopping spree. No purchase necessary. Store has details. Must be 18 or older to enter, but not to shop. Go to the base, home base. Uh-oh. Thinking about a new roof? Go to the base, home base. For this weekend, we're celebrating the grand opening of our remodeled stores in Oxnard, Laguna Niguel, Simi Valley, and L.A. on Slauson. You'll appreciate our new kitchen and bath decor centers, brighter store, and design specialists who will come to your home for a free consultation. Go to the base. Home base. The jury in the trial of alleged abortion clinic killer John Salvi today visits both Boston-area crime scenes. WBZ Newswoman Lana Jones has more. Salvi waived his right to accompany the jury to the shooting scenes. The panel of nine women and seven men will visit the two clinics today, where Salvi is said to have opened fire more than 13 months ago, killing two receptionists and wounding five other people. During opening statements tomorrow, Salvi's lawyers will begin building an insanity defense. Television cameras are barred from the trial so that, in the words of the prosecutor, the case does not turn into a national debate over abortion. There was a disturbance early today at the Crystal City Detention Center in Texas. Fires were set, but no injuries reported. On Wall Street, the Dow Industrials are down 14.82. It's 10 minutes past the hour.